B. John Robinson is the number one running back, but he's not the only running back in the 2023 NFL Draft class. We'll discuss it next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your favorite and daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy on the ones and twos, as always, Damian Parson. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL, National Scout for the Draft Network, and your favorite and local running back guru. And as always, I got the champion with me. Keep talking to him, baby. Man, what's up, everyone? This is Keith Sanchez, Senior Draft Analyst with the Draft Network. Man, and like DP always says, man, 2019 National Champ. Yes, those LSU Tigers, greatest football team ever assembled, man. You know why we're here? We're here to bring championship-level content surrounding the philosophy of NFL draft, the perspective of the NFL draft, roster management, right? And DP, we're going to get into those running backs, man, because I think we have a rather interesting conversation. And you being a running back guru, you have uh, quite a few interesting takes, man, in regards to the running back. So let's go ahead and kick this thing off, man. Nah, Keith, and some people right now would deem your boy the uh, the, the running back hater, not the guru, yeah, right? I, I mean, I, I will put you in that category. <laughs> And I feel like that's unfair because I'm just keeping it real, baby. Like, for me, man, we, we know what it is right now in this class. This is a deep class of running backs, Keith, and it, it goes not just two, three rounds, four, five rounds, right? We saw last year uh, one, of our, one of our favorite guys down at the Senior Bowl, Damian Pierce, you know, lead the Texans in rushing, you know what I mean, as a rookie. And he was, what, a day, late day two, day three pick, uh, you know, because Florida didn't use him right and the production wasn't there. Uh, which is, you know, just want to give that out to, to, to the family, to the listeners. Production in college is not everything, guys. Traits translate, stats stay in school. So, like, we know that this year you, you have Bijan, Keith. But it's Bijan versus the field, truthfully. You know what I mean? When you look at this running back situation. So, I, I want to I get into it. I want to have, have this discussion in front of the people. How are you viewing this situation? Are you like, man, if I need a running back, let me get Bijan in the first. Are you willing to wait to the second, third, maybe fourth round? Bijan is a blue chip prospect, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I, the the whole it, it bothers me, man. I'm gonna be honest. The the weight on the running back, and listen, I know I don't have a leg to stand on, right? Because these running backs keep popping up in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, and they keep producing. But I just don't like it. I don't like it, I, <laughs> and, and I, I don't have a leg to stand on. I don't have a very good argument. But I, one thing I do know is this, man. Bijan is probably one of three or four blue chip prospects. So you're talking about blue chip prospects, right? You're talking about immediate, instant, impact, game changer type football players, right? I mm-hmm. probably put him, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. All three of those guys are in, like those type of difference makers, um, you know, at their perspective, at their respective positions. So right. let, let's talk about Bijan, right? And okay, are you going to take Bijan Robinson or are you going to take the third corner off the board, right? Like, and that's that's where I kind of it, it gets to me a little bit, man. I'm not going to lie because you're telling me pass up on a blue chip prospect and then go ahead and go with the third corner off the board, right? Or, you know, the argument that 
you know, with running backs never won a Super Bowl or, you know, like a top tier running back never won a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, Tom Brady has seven of them by itself, right? Like, I mean, it's not a lot of left. It's not a lot left out of there. But I do have examples of running backs leading franchises to the playoffs, right? I have an example of Todd Gurley leading his team to the Super Bowl. I have Derrick Henry putting uh, Ryan Tannehill on his back and running him to the playoffs. I have a Dallas Cowboys team where Ezekiel Elliott played really good football and he was able to groom a fourth round quarterback in Dak Prescott, right? Because of the run game. So I, I have those instances where running backs play a key part of winning teams and i get it the threshold is super bowls right but the super bowl or bust situation is a very tough one to walk right because i mean how many teams truly get that so i mean everybody is unsuccessful Mm -hmm. right so i'm making an argument for the running back so if you ask me let's look at this nfl draft i'm gonna start with the falcons because they first up take b john robinson go ahead and take him and i get it if you have tyler l's here right but that's like having Ryan Tannehill, when, when when you can have Tom Brady, right? Like, like there's still levels to this running back thing. <laughs> Tyler Algier is a good running back, but he's not B. John Robinson, right? So then I go back to the, my next team is the Eagles, DP. Why mm-hmm. not do it? This is not really your pick anyway, right? This is from the New Orleans Saints. Good job. You swindled them, right? You got them out of a first-round pick. Then they wind up having a bad season. So now you're picking, what, 10, 11, or 12 or something like that? So go ahead and draft like draft a, a luxury pick, right? Like take Bijan. And then now how are you going to be stopped, right? Jalen Hurts, Bijan Robinson, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, good luck. And then you still have your other first-round pick to, you know, kind of supplement that. And then so you go down this draft order, man. It's just – it's numerous teams where I'm like, there's no way you can let Bijan Robinson fall. But, DP, I know you're going to make the opposing argument. Of course I am, and I love these. Man, that's what that he, he he's a blue chip. He's he's one of the three of in this class for me as well. But when you bring up the Atlanta Falcons, right? Like for example, I rather go with Christian Gonzalez or Joey Porter or Devin Witherspoon to pair with AJ Terrell, or God forbid, you know what I'm saying, Jalen Carter falls. Let me get some a, a more impactful player on our defense because I'm gonna tell you, Keith, what I feel like is gonna happen. There's gonna be runs in this class. And there's going to be runs at tackle. Eventually, it's going to be a run at receiver. But there's definitely going to be multiple runs at corner. And I think that's a dangerous game to play for a team that needs another cornerback, Philly included. They'll be like, ah, top 10, let me get Bijan. We can wait the second, third round. You ain't too late. The cup is going to be a little bit bare. And you're going to be getting a fifth-round corner rather than a third, the second-round corner. Okay, and to my point, this is a deep corner class, right? So why not get Maryland cornerback Deontay Banks, right, who you can possibly still get at the top of the second round and now Bijan Robinson, right? That Like my point is not just – Bijan is not just a running back, right? He's the running back, right? Like, And I think Mm -hmm. that's where I'm kind of like, okay, where is – the you know I don't want to say disconnect, but you know like the dude yeah, yeah. it, right? Like no, we're not no, talking he, about this. Yeah, he's a boss. I, I love him. You know what I'm saying? He's the best RB prospects, truthfully, since Saquon Barkley. But I also remember in that class, the Giants effed that up, you know, and messed that up by going Barkley instead of Big Q, where they could have got Nick Chubb in the second with Big Q. You okay, know what so I'm saying? I, I agree. This is my question though. If like, let's take Tyler Algier again, right? If Tyler Algier is on the New York Giants this year, where is oh, that? No, no, no. It's a different situation. No, no we got to talk not, about no, it. We have he's, not, he's not going to do what B, he's not gonna do what Saquon was able to do. That's just a fact. It, that's a fact. I will, it, I will agree with you there. So Saquon Barkley got Daniel Jones paid, right? 
Because he carried that team. <laughs> Essentially, yes. He got the tag and he got he got my man paid. One hundred percent. No, I, I keep, but I'm, I'm with you. And then my, my kind of argument is like, all right. If I'm the Falcons, I got Tyler Algier. Right. You know what I'd rather have in the second? What up, Jameer Gibbs? I'd rather mm-hmm. get get Christian Gonzalez one of these top three corners and then get Gibbs at the top of the second because you know they got you know they pick as high because they they had a bad season. So now I got Algier and. And that gives me the, the, the vibes of the other NFC South team that you mentioned, right? The Saints, when they have Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. You know, I've been comping uh, gives to Alvin Kamara since the, the summer, right? Well, actually, it's been longer than that because I've watched this kid since he was at Georgia Tech. And his skill set, he's just a more dynamic version of Kamara. Kamara's maybe a little bit more filled in body-wise. But I think that's when you have that two-headed monster. I guess I love these. Now, if the – if the Eagles were to pick him, I wouldn't be against it. But it's more so for me. I'm like, all right, if you got true other needs, like corner, there are going to be at least two runs within the first three rounds on corner. I'm truly, I truly believe that. And it's dangerous to just wait. Because then, like I said, you're going to be grabbing, reaching for a fifth-round talent in like the third round. And you don't want to put yourself in that position. So I'd rather get my corner and my defense early. Because at the end of the day, I don't think there's going to be a run on running backs where you have all these different names, Keith. So if it's Bijan versus the field, I gotta take the field. All right. Well, listen, man. DP entered another name into the to the mix, man. Jameer Gibbs. Um, he entered that name into the to the chat. So we're gonna coming up next, man. We're gonna talk about the talent that is Jameer Gibbs, Mister Tear the Combine up, Mister Four Three himself. We're gonna get into this conversation because uh, I think I have a rather interesting take on this one too. Listen, guys. At the end of the day. When you really, really, really need something to, you know, quench the thirst, but in this in this case, crave the hunger, but you don't want the fats and the carbs and all that, I want you to consider and try out Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's made of 100% real chocolate, so you get all of the goodness from that, but it gives you about 17 to 18 grams of protein, as well as it's easy to find. You can go to your local Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, and you can find a four-bar box of Built Bars, different flavors. You can go to Sam's Club, get a 13-bar box of Built Bars, different and a variety of flavors as well. If you don't want to go into the store, you can just use our promo code, right? Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15. Get 15% off your next order. Keith, you talked about B. John Robinson, baby. And you talk about blazing? You know, four, three, six, which I still don't think that's right. Uh, you know what I mean? I think that the, whoever's doing these times at the NFL, at the combine, I think they were a little slow off the draw. Jeez, I, they, they, there was a couple times that weren't right. And I think, you know, Jameer Gibbs was one of them, man. But you, you think about this or that, kind of kind of what we were talking about with in the first segment. Bijan is a guy. Jameer Gibbs is a supreme talent that can do everything. So, Talk to the people on how you feel about Gibbs and in a situation of this or that, would you rather draft a uh, a Bijan Robinson at the top of the draft or if Jameer slipped to the top of the second, which would you rather have, this or that? All right, right. I'm, I'm about to double down on this, first of all. Um, Jameer Gibbs, top 15, the top 20 prospect. Take him in the top 10, <laughs> baby. You should see him. Two running backs go in the top 20. So I'm doubling down on it. I'm all in on this too, man. Here Gibbs, Alabama running back. This guy's not just a running back. He's an offensive weapon. You watch the game against Texas DP. You watch the game against 
Um, who else? I think the LSU game, even though they lost that game, he was carrying that team in numerous games throughout this entire season. Yeah. He was the best wide receiver at the no, only wide receiver. The only wide receiver that showed up, and he's a running back, man, and he's a pure running back, right? We're not talking about one of those situations where we had Ty Montgomery in the past, and they, you know, he's yeah. a wide receiver. They put him at running back. No, this guy's a true running back. This guy has footwork and hole. He's elusive, vision, everything else checks every single box. But for the sake of this, I had to get that off my chest. Jameer Gibbs should be going top twenty also. But this or that, I will say this, DP. Um, taking Bijan top 10 or Jameer Gibbs at the top of the second, I would rather take Jameer Gibbs at the top of the second. And and that's because that's predicated off of the fact of I like Jameer Gibbs as a top 10 player. <laughs> so if he's sitting at the second, I'm going crazy. I might draft both of them. That's how I'm doubling down on this. And you ask me for what? I don't know why. You said Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara. How about I have both of these guys, right? I'll go Todd Gurley and Alvin Kamara and just roll from that perspective, man. But I, I have a this or that situation, DP. Um, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna you know put you in a situation. Are you are you taking B. John Robinson? Top 15, right? Top 15 mm-hmm. pick where he belongs. Let me add that part. Mm-hmm. Um, or are you taking a, a Tajay Spears back in the third round? Mm, I'm taking Bijan. I, I, I like Spears a lot, but I think Spears is more of a compliment. You know what I mean? Dynamic guy, shifty, jitterbug, crazy cuts. We saw down at the senior bowl. That speed is for real. You know what I mean? But I don't believe that he's going to – be a true three down back in the league. I, I, I not saying he can't. I just don't. For, I don't foresee that for his game and, and for his uh, projection to the league. I think he's going to be more of an RB two uh, paired with a bigger back. So in that case, I, I want the three down guy that is a Jameer Gibbs who can do all of those things and play stay on the field. Keith. Now, if you had asked me, do I want to beat John top fifteen or tank in the third? I'm taking taking the third. Okay. I'm taking. I'm, you know, I'm absolutely taking taking the third. I can do everything with tank. I can run zone. I can run power. You know what I mean? I can all this pinning and pulling, toss sweeps. You know, halfback dives. I can run all of it. And he, he may not have the same level of explosiveness, and he's underutilized in the passing game. But one thing I always I always tell people with the kind of the running backs: think back to Le'Veon Bell when he was about you know he was like you know 240 50 pounds or whatever he was at Michigan State. He didn't catch the ball a lot. Todd Gurley, when he was at Georgia, he didn't catch the ball almost nearly at all, right? Like, they just – they use him similar to, like, the Randy Moss. Like, this is your one – this is your trait. Running the ball is your trait. Well, you, we, you're going to run the ball here. And then once he got to the league, you start to see, like, oh, okay, so he can catch the football. Auburn's offense was just very lackadaisical. It was just a mess, Keith. The quarterback play was subpar at best to be nice about it. And as a result, they didn't feature the running backs that much in the passing game. But I think that Tank can catch the ball out of the backfield well enough to where he can be a weapon out of the backfield uh, as a check down guy, short, you know, kind of just get the ball out as that 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 option, screen games, be functional. He may not be Jameer Gibbs as a weapon, running uh, uh, routes out of the slot, the slot and everything, but he absolutely can be functional and help your offense in the passing game as well. So now, like I said, Spears, no, I'm taking Bijan. But if you actually Bijan in the first top 15, but Tank in the third, I'm taking Tank because I can get the best bang for my buck. Take Tank, use the first two rounds to build up my defense or O-line, whatever it is I need to fix. Let me get the blue-chip players at those positions, and I can get Tank in the third. 
All right, well, I, listen, listen. If this is that, man, I'm supposed to present the, the, the situation, right? Of course you set yourself <laughs> up with taking the third, man. I, I have one other proposition for you, right? Because we're talking about uh-huh. running backs and, you know, oh, we can find value in a 6-7 round. No problem, uh, right? Okay, yeah, so yeah. cool. So I'm going to ask you this, man. Would you rather Zach Charbonnet mm-hmm. in the third round or would you rather Zach Charbonnet, Zach Charbonnet I'm sorry, uh, UCLA running back Zach Charbonnet, or would you rather TCU running back Kendra Miller in the sixth, right? You want your value, get your sixth round Ooh. pick. Which one would you rather, right? Like we talk about Ooh. value. Isaiah Pacheco, he went in the seventh <laughs> round. So I'm asking you, what, 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 which one would you rather? Man, that's, that's tough. That's tough. But I'm, I'm going to say this. I like Charbonnet a lot. And Kendra Miller starting to kind of creep up on the rankings for me as I watch more tape on this kid. I'm going to go Miller. I'm going to go Miller mm-hmm. in the sixth. I think Miller's a more explosive runner. Um, somebody can give you more explosive plays in the in the run game. You know, you can run zone. He runs, even though he kind of has essentially both of them kind of have like a kind of an upright run style. Yeah. Like both of them are powerful guys. Like Kendra knows how to fall forward and run and finish runs and everything. I think Kendra could be better in the passing game than Charbonnet long term as well. Um, so I would go Kendra because I think Kendra could be he could be one of those guys where it's like, yeah, he may not set the first two or three games. But then you really get the offense going with him, and then you're like, you know what? This, as a even as a rookie, after week four, he's probably the starter for the rest of our season because he is a talented guy. So if I can get him in the sixth, I'm I'm pulling, I'm I'm making the move. I'm making the move, baby. I'm busting the move at that. <laughs> yeah, Kendrick Miller, man, he he's a tough, he was a tough grade for me because I I you know you see the effectiveness, but there is also you know, a lack of athleticism. So I like I think there's a high variance in what you can get from him. I think yeah. he's a team-specific running back. Um, But there are some things there, right? You have to give him credit for what he does and how he's effective. I think he wins different. And you mentioned Le'Veon Bell. He reminds me of Le'Veon Bell, mm. not the player, but from running style because he's extremely upright and he's extremely patient behind yeah. the line of scrimmage. So uh, when I watched him, it kind of reminded me of Le'Veon Bell's. You know, so he's Le'Veon Bell is what you're telling me. You're no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. And I'm not I hope everybody just heard Keith said that he's Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> no, I'm going to throw another name, James Conner. <laughs> hey, you know, James Conner, we can go James <laughs> and we can We can go with that comp, too. Uh, so he's not about to stick that on me, bro. I throw yeah, it in the name real quick. <laughs> he's definitely not sticking that on me. And I think Le'Veon Bell went in the second round. So we're talking about he two did. totally he different did. situations. Uh, but nah, man, so listen. We wrapped up the running backs. We talked Bijan Robinson. We talked Jameer Gibbs, who is one of my favorite players in this entire draft class, man. And then we also did a little this or that, right? Put DP on the hot seat. But coming up next, man, we have a new segment that we're introducing to y'all, man. It's called Dame's Dudes, right? Damian Parson, his guys, his dudes, and we're going to talk running backs. So we're going to give you an in-depth out, outlook and perspective on some of his running back prospects that are kind of sprinkled throughout the entire draft and some names that we should have highlighted moving into the draft. Dames dudes, man. You know, first of all, Keith, that's a really good name for a segment. Um, yeah, I like the name. It's crazy. It's almost like you made it up, man. It's almost like right. you made it up. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> uh, <laughs> who knew, man? Now, nah, guys, listen, I'm, I'm going to throw out three names that are in my dudes list at the running back position, man. And I'm going to start off with Oklahoma running back Eric Gray. I, I, I really – I've been a fan of this young man since he was at Tennessee. And for whatever reason, Lincoln Riley didn't know what to do with him when he was there back in 2021. And, no, you know, no. him going off to, to USC and, and, and bringing in Brent Venables, we saw Brent lean on Eric Gray. And then we saw him down at the Senior Bowl. And one thing that really stood out to me, man, the ability in space, Keith, I think he could be a weapon out of the backfield – 
He's got that jitterbug, but he's got a nice, uh, nice sealed out frame, especially from the lower half of his legs, being able to, to, to really uh, navigate off of contact. You know what I mean? Bounce outside, you know, bounce runs outside once he gets into the teeth of the defense. I feel like he got good vision and good burst and speed to make big plays in the in, in the in the game, whether it's in the run game or the passing game. Also, you know, I gotta go with, of course, Kenny McIntosh from Georgia, man. You're talking about a guy that can do everything, man. And, and he's such a smooth operator, man. You know, tall guy has the 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 I think he's like 6'1, 200, 205. There's times I'll take Keith. He looks like a wide receiver when they put him out wide. I love his game. I love what he brings. Guy that can run the pin and, the pin and pull game and the power game. He can run the zone stuff. You can give him the toss sweeps. But then putting him outside and running tunnel screens and running wheel routes, he even runs slants with them and drags. They treat him like a receiver at times as well. So he gives you that full skill set, and he's not afraid to pass protect. And the third guy, and that's hard because this is a really, really good deep, uh, really good deep, really good and deep uh, running back class. I'm going to go with my short king, Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State. Jitterbug, guy that can really hurt you in space. We had him. Uh, we talked to him, you know, I think it was back in the fall. And this intelligent kid really knows how to play a running back position. And if you ask him about playing the position, man, he can, he can go on for days and really break the game down to you at a high level. I truly believe this young man is going to be a running backs coach uh, once he's, he's finished playing the game of football. But a guy that really – has some of the best feet in this in, in this in this class, knows how to really work defenders, Keith, and break those guys down. So, like I said, man, those are my Dames dudes right now. Deuce Vaughn, you know what I'm saying? Kenny McIntosh, right? And, and my boy Eric Gray, Keith. So talk to me. How you feeling about my Dames dudes? I, I mean, for <clears throat> first segment, I, I I mean, well, your first first go round, I, I thought it was pretty decent, man. I thought it was pretty decent. Um, I, I know there's a couple guys left off of there. Um, I, I thought you would have. We talked about Tajay Spears already, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Tajay would have been a, a guy on there for you. Um, I was surprised with the dudes Vaughn, man, and I, I want to know, um, you know, what what went into you throwing um him on there, right? Because obviously, you know, he, he's small, right? So he's going to be a, a um a captivating like prospect, right? Like everybody's going to talk about Kansas State running back Deuce Vaughn because he is undersized. What are you buying in? Um, that you still like, you know what? I, I still think this guy can be successful. Man, you, you know how we use the term play playing bigger than their their size for like wide receivers. Yeah, like Devontae Smith being 170 pounds, but then he goes and mosses two guys at, at the blink of an eye because he plays bigger than his his weight. And I feel like that's the same thing with with Deuce, man. There's plays where he's like the lead blocker on like QB runs, and he takes out a linebacker, just runs them, runs through them, bodies them, pancakes them. And I feel like it's one of those situations where you, you hear the term, no one told him that he's small. And it's like, that's how I feel Deuce Vaughn plays, man. And a guy like that, and then, and then spending time with him and talking to him, you know, months months ago in the fall, I just feel like I see a determined young man. Remember, he talked about how um, he shined at, at a camp, and they came to him and said, man, we wanted to, we, I wanted to offer you a, a, a scholarship, but Coach looked at you and said you were too small, so I couldn't do it, right? And it's like it sets that kind of mindset, that chip on his shoulder. And I just said this is a determined young man that's going to find a way to beat the odds, right, beat the, the historical data uh, against smaller running backs. So, And he's the same height as me, so I got to give him some love. 
<laughs> the, last, the last nugget matters right there, man. The last thing matters, man. And the other running back I wanted to get into, because this is one of my personal favorite guys, and I agree with everything you had to say about his time at Oklahoma, man. Oklahoma running back, Eric Gray, man. Like, I, I, I'm struggling because I'm really close to saying that I, I think this guy, I don't want to say he's a bell cow guy, but I think he's a guy that can eventually receive majority of the carries in the mm-hmm. offense, right? Like, I, I think – you know, we talk about, you know, NFL offenses, especially with running backs, right? I think he's a – he can turn into like a, a 65-35 type running back where he receives 65% of the, you know, the, the carries, the snaps, because, like you said, he was a well-put-together back, but he also has explosive elements to his game. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. I, I, I'm Keith, I'm with you when you say that. That Like, yeah, he doesn't give you – like. He may not, like, pop off when you first really look at him. Like, man, he's going to be a three-down back in the league. Now he might be an RB, too. But as you watch him, you start to see the qualities. You're like, you know what? I might be wrong. Like, this kid might yeah. might turn into one of them three-down backs if, in the right offense. So, I, 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 I'm i like, how close is he to, um, man, running Devontae Freeman, right? Mm. Running back from the Falcons. Like, cause that's what I'm wondering. Like, I'm, I'm going to have to get I into like the, the height-weight comparisons. But I know they're both, you know, they're both thick, stout running backs. And I, I just like, the, you know, how he approaches the game, man. And he he runs with power at time also. He's just not very tall. But I think he he might his weight might be 210, 215, and that's plenty big enough as a running back um, to, you know, receive the majority of those carries. So it's definitely a guy, man. And my, my, like my stock for him is, is continuing to climb as a running that's back. A, that's a name, bro. I'm, I'm going to list this out real quick before we get out of here. Uh, Devonta Freeman, 5'8", 206, 29 and a half on the arm, 9'3", 9'3", 4th on the hand. Eric Gray, 5'9 uh, and a half, 207, 9'3", 4th on the hand, 29 and 5'8", on the arm. So they're almost identical. I mean, this that's is why a, we do what we do, baby. This is why we do what we do, man. This Come is why on, we man. do what we Talk do. About but, hey, definitely, man, that's, that's somebody we always like to give our listeners little nuggets into this, especially the draft process. Definitely somebody to circle, man. If you can go on YouTube, circle him, um, go to the draftnetwork.com, pull up his draft report. Um, highly talented football player, Oklahoma. I don't know what the hell he was doing with this guy because he, he he's a he's a true gamer at the running back position. Uh, but definitely somebody, man, to definitely look out for sure, for sure. But guys, that is our show, man. You know, talking running backs right here on a good Friday, a happy Friday, man. You know, it's always happy to talk running backs for your boy, uh, even though I might not say draft Bijan top 20. Yeah, that's, that's I still, crazy, love, I still love my guys. Crazy, I still love man. my guys. Man. Don't do that, Keith. I still love my guys. But, hey, guys, as always, we always appreciate all the love. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, right? Hit the uh, the subscribe button, the like, and the, and the bell so that you are notified whenever we drop fire content and you can enjoy it right along with everybody else. And so keep running them numbers up, running up that check, running the numbers up. Go to the audio side. If you if more of a, if more of an audio person, please like, subscribe, download, share, leave a five-star review on your favorite podcasting apps. We can find us there. So, guys, as always, we thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today. Uh, it is the weekend, so y'all have a great weekend. Uh, we'll be back Monday with more than likely a mock draft Monday, unless some Aaron Rodgers news drops over the weekend. But for Keith Sanchez, you can find him at the Talent Code on Twitter. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come join the conversation again on Monday on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 